All right, church, good morning. We see all those who have had power and their alarm clock woke them up today and have heat, so we're glad you're here. Uh, stand with me this morning. We're going to worship the Lord today. As I was praying about this morning, a couple things kind of came to my mind, and one of them is, I just said this to, I think it was Regina, it says, the Bible gives very clear in the scripture in James, it says, we have not because we ask not. We have not because we ask not. Boy, that's a powerful scripture. And many times I think I get nervous about maybe asking for something too big or too much. Like, well, you know, I just don't know. I don't know. Well, today, I'm asking the Lord for a lot. I'm asking the Lord for his presence to come down in a greater measure. I'm asking him to fulfill the double anointing that I believe he's talked about to us at the beginning of this year. I'm asking the Lord for all relationships and and, and marriages and all of the things. I am just asking the Lord to move mightily today. How many can be in agreement with me on that? We have not because we ask not. So Lord, we ask you to come today. Fill this place, Lord. Fill this place with your presence, with your power, with your fire, with your peace, with your joy, with your love, Lord. Lord, that every person that came in here today will walk out changed. And Lord, we ask for that. And Lord, we believe in faith that you hear our prayers and you answer our prayers. So, Lord, we invite you here today. Have your way in this place, Lord. We worship you today, God. Thank you, Lord. Do a call to worship out of Psalm 66. It says this, Make a joyful shout to God all the earth. Sing out the honor of His name. Make His praise glorious. Say to God, How awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you. Church, all the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. That's about what we're going to be doing here in just a moment. They shall sing praises to your name. Come and see the works of God. He is awesome in doing towards the sons of men. But certainly, look at this verse, we just pray this, but certainly God has heard me. Church, certainly God has heard me. He has heard you. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God who has not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Can we worship a God like that today? Can we worship our Lord and Savior? Amen. Amen. Let's worship. Church, we're going to we're going to take communion here in just a moment. As Pastor Andy was sharing, 
even before he had said anything, I just felt the Lord say, I am good and faithful. And when we take communion this morning, we are recognizing the fact and we're receiving the fact and we're believing in the fact that he is good and he is faithful. He is good, he is faithful. And I know even in my own heart, I want to establish that on a greater level this morning. And I believe as we partake in the elements, this divine impartation of grace, we will be reminded he is good and he is faithful. Amen? Amen. So we're gonna, I'm going to ask you to come to the communion tables. Just come down these aisles and circle on your way back. You may come now. Uh, there's a two-cup system, so pick them both at the same time, and the little plate in the middle is gluten-free. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Let's just take a moment before we take communion. As you're sitting in your seats, Lord, the Lord just encouraging us to remember back just one thing in your life that showed he was good and faithful to you. Just picture that moment right now. Whatever it might have been. Could be big, could be small. Whatever it is the Lord's given you this morning, reminding you. I just see all around the room as we're all thinking about his goodness and his faithfulness to us. Almost as if we're linking together and the strength And the faith of one is connecting with another. And that collectively, as a church, our faith is rising today because of your word, because of who you are, as we reflect and we remember of your goodness and your faithfulness to us, Lord. And it's because of that goodness that leads us to repentance. And so if there's something in our lives right now that we need to lay before the Lord, now's the time to do it. Maybe it's a worry, maybe it's a fear, maybe it's trust. You're worried about something. The Lord's word to us today is that he is good and faithful. And so lay that down before we take communion. Because when we take communion, the Lord will reveal supernaturally a divine impartation of his grace, of his goodness, and his faithfulness to us. Thank you. Lord, we come before you this morning. We thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness. We lay at the altar at your feet all of our fears, anxieties, cares, concerns, worries, problems. And we speak the words over them that you are good and faithful. So no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, 
you are good and faithful. And so, Lord, we receive that today, your goodness, your faithfulness. We speak that over every challenge and issue in our life. And Jesus, we thank you for your body broken, your blood shed. What you did for us on the cross, as we recognize that this morning, as we partake in that this morning, that the reality of that is so much, but it is also that you are good and faithful (laughs) to lay down your life for us. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you today. The Bible says, Or I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. The Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it. He said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Stand with me, church. We're going to continue to worship But I'm going to ask you a quick question. My message goes along with this today, but I feel like I need to share just a piece of it now before we go into this last song. That obviously if you were alive, which you all were this week, you knew there were high winds. (laughs) And those high winds shook a lot of things. They shook trees, they shook signs, They shook houses. They shook all kinds of things. And I believe that the Lord here at our church is doing a bit of a shaking right now. And I believe that the Lord wants to reveal to you, to me, to us. There are things in our life which our firm foundation is not on the Lord right now. That we've looked to something else to be our foundation. We've looked to something else And the Lord is saying today, I want to shake you and I want you to know that I am your firm foundation. And all that false hope, all those things that we were holding on to, our hope in something else other than him, he is saying, release that today. Release that today. And I believe he's encouraging us as we sing this last worship song, I believe it's worthy of it all that you come forward, if that's you today, I'm coming up. Releasing that today, saying, Lord, I've been standing on a foundation in this area of my life other than you, and I'm releasing that today. I'm giving it up. I want you to be my firm foundation. So let's worship him. If that's you this morning, I would just encourage you to come up and let God do what he does. Amen? Amen. Let's worship. Well, I was just standing back there minding my own business, but when he said wind, you've heard it said that there is a move coming. 
But the Lord says that today the, mo- the wind of the Holy Ghost is moving across the land and around the world, and it's moving here in this church and in our lives. He said, have I not said in my word that I, the Lord your God, will supply all your needs according to my riches, not yours, not your job, not your pension, but according to my riches and glory through Christ Jesus? Have I not said that I am the good shepherd? And because I am your shepherd, you shall not want for any one thing. I have said that if you delight yourself in me, I would give you the desires, the desires, the desires of your heart. I have also said that your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard, neither has even entered into your imaginations the things that I have prepared for you. And it's yours today. So I say, it's all paid for. Take it, take it, take it, take it. Reach out and take it. It's yours today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for your peace, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Lord, it's all you, Lord. It's all you, Lord. Thank you for blowing a fresh wind across this place today, Lord. A double portion of your anointing, Lord, across this place. Thank you, Lord. Can we just sing We Exalt Thee again? Yes, Lord. Lift your hands to heaven this morning. We exalt you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Before Chris gave that word in tongue, he already gave me the interpretation. And the Lord would say today that I am good and faithful and you may trust in me. No matter the valley, the mountain, the issue, the challenge, I am and will ever be faithful to my word and to you, says the Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Lord, we exalt you today. Father, we thank you for the 
winds of change in our life, Lord, but we thank you, Lord, that the firm foundation we have is on you. Jesus, you are our cornerstone. You are our rock. We build our lives, we build our house upon you, Lord. You are our firm foundation. And Lord, we worship you today. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Give him a hand. Give God a hand. He is so good. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oof, man. Maybe cold out there, but I'm glad I'm in here. Okay, guys. uh, Pastor Liz is uh, obviously not here today. Uh, She's not been feeling that great today, so keep her in your prayers. So I'm going to try to do the logistics of this dismissal the best that I can. And there's always a slide to help me. So a couple things. One, this is your first time here. Welcome. I'm Pastor Jason, the senior pastor here. Uh, We're glad that you are here. Uh, There is a connection card in your seat back right in front of you. Uh, There should be a pen in there as well. Just want to take that out and fill out some information. Your email address will send you a welcome email. And a few more things about our church. You can also put in there uh, your praise reports, your prayer requests. And then there'll be two buckets up here at the break. We do about an eight-minute fellowship break. There'll be two buckets up here. You can bring your tithes and your offerings up here, as well as put those connection cards in there. Uh, This morning, we do have nursery. uh, Ages zero through three is open and staffed. And then ECF Littles, we call them the Littles, the four, five, and sixes. That classroom is also open I believe Miss Jenny is back there today. And did I miss anything? Okay, if I did, it's on the screen behind me. And we're going to fellowship for about eight minutes and we'll be back up and do a couple announcements and get into God's word. Love you guys. Let's take a quick break. All right. You guys ready for announcements? Woo! Wish I had a joke to start. I don't have a joke. Uh, all right, that was the joke. All right, uh, this, uh, the announcements. This Saturday, we have our men-to-men small group at 8 a.m. over in the Rose Center. If you're a man of any age, please come check it out. We are there from about 8 a.m. to 9.30 uh, every first and third Saturday. And this Saturday is going to be... Uh, breakfast. Yeah, there's going to be breakfast catered, provided. So come check it out. There'll be plenty of bacon, I'm sure, and sausage and all the good stuff. So come check that out. Uh, This Wednesday night, how many of you have been able to come to our worship and prayer on Wednesday nights? Um, They've been wonderful. And we have another one this Wednesday coming up from 630 to 730. It's time for you to just come, and you can come and go. Come for a half hour. Stay for the whole hour. Uh, it's just time for you to come and pray. Seek the Lord, and um, we, just, we just worship and provide a, create an atmosphere for the Lord to just move and speak. And so come check it out if you haven't um, already. And then we have a worship night coming up at New Beginnings Church. So who knows where New Beginnings is? It's over in Fairview. And um, they are friends. They are friends with of ours, 
And um, so that worship night is going to be this Friday night at 7 p.m. And um, some of us will be on, playing there as well. So come check it out. If you're looking for something to do or just want to make more time for the Lord, come to the worship night. It's going to be great. Uh, no child care is provided, though. So you'll either just have to bring your kids or make an arrangement for them to, for them to be watched while you go. But it will be from start at 7 p.m. and, I don't know, probably go an hour, an hour and a half of just uh, worshiping the Lord and seeking his face for this month and for this year. And then the last announcement is child dedication. So we are having a child dedication on Sunday, January 28th. You can sign up in the back table. There is a clipboard with a, a sheet on it for signups. Um, this is for, uh, I believe Pastor Liz mentioned this, but it's for babies up to if you have children that are teenagers and they're willing, uh, they want to be dedicated, or you, they're willing for you to dedicate them to the Lord, we're willing to do that as well. But um, sign up for that today, and uh, somebody will contact you in the next couple weeks here in a week or two and let you know how everything's going to proceed. But um, sign up for that. And that's all the announcements. Uh, a couple other just quick <clears throat> logistical things. One, um, last Sunday uh, we were giving out giving annual giving statements. Uh, this week, uh, Tammy is not here, so they'll probably get out into the mail. So if you did give in 2023, expect those to be coming in the mail here soon. Um, also, there is, somebody lost an earring, uh, and we put it on the back table, so if you're walking around anywhere over there by the sound booth and your earring is no longer on your ear, uh, it's on that back table back there. So I thought we'd always make sure you knew that. Um, and so we're going to continue to worship the Lord with our giving, but I have a little testimony uh, I want to share uh, with you guys. This is a personal testimony from my own life uh, this week. And it's interesting is there's so many things that I think you can see God working and moving in this, but I'm just going to share it as it was uh, and let the Holy Spirit kind of speak to you guys, uh, whatever it is that the, that the Lord has for you uh, through it. So how many of you know, many of us lost power on Tuesday. Uh, anybody still without power? Okay. Y'all good. Okay. So we lost Tuesday power on Tuesday. We lost it for, you know, a couple hours and, and Liz calls me. I'm at uh, my other, my bivocational job, and she calls me, and she says, hey, she goes, the power's out. I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, that's, just don't open the refrigerator. She's like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I'm just letting you know. She's like, I just, you know, got to go grocery shopping, we have like a big family, and if you know anything about our house and the number of people that we have in our house, we have one, two, three, four refrigerators, Including the, that's including the mini fridge, which holds all the condiments in the whole house, including my heavy cream for my coffee. Okay, very important. The mini fridge is very important in our house. Okay. And then one, two, freezers. That, those freezers are not included in the ones that come with the refrigerator. I just mean freezer, big chest freezer, big stand-up freezer, one's in the basement, one's in the garage. And so, you know, she calls me then at 12 and says, power's still not on. And she calls me and Gives me a text message, one o'clock, power's still on. I'm like, yeah, 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 okay, 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 okay. And so now she's just like, no, like the power's not on. They're like, are you going to do something about it? 
Like, she's asking me, like, am I going to do something about it? Uh, and we had purchased a generator, you know, a couple years back. And here's, here's a part of the story which I'll quickly share. The good news is, is that the Holy Spirit, how many of you know the Holy Spirit is so good to us? The Holy Spirit told me a week in advance, said, why don't you go get that generator? And why don't you start that thing up? Honestly, it was just like this sense that I had on the inside to go get the generator. So I got, actually, where's Noel? Noel was with me. Yeah, baby, remember? We went out and we got the generator like a week ago, and I had a heck of a time starting that thing. But Because I, I hadn't started it in like a year. But I eventually got it started, and I was like, oh, look at that. And so I was like, Lord, I remember that. I did that last, you told me this power outage was coming. And then I said something to Liz on the phone. I said, hey, hon, here's what's going to happen power of our words. Are you ready? Here is what is going to happen. I am going to come home from work early. I am going to get all of the cords that I have pre-purchased for a power outage like this. I am going to string them all around the house to the basement for that freezer, into the other room, into the kitchen, into the garage. I'm going to string them all. I'm going to get that power generator. I'm going to pull it out and I'm going to start it up. And within 10 minutes of me starting that thing, the power is going to go back on. Right? I was just like, it was, I was being a little bit, I was being a little bit sarcastic, let's be honest. I was being a little bit like, yeah, watch, you know? And the more like I was driving, the more I began, I actually started believing, like, you know what? I got to get home and get this thing going so this power can come back on. Now, look, guys, when I got home, I was not in the spirit anymore. Okay? My flesh had taken over, okay? How many of you have ever had that situation happen? Ah, don't raise your hand, but I know all of us, internally, we're all like, that's me, right? So the flesh has taken over. And so I forget that I've, like, already, you know, prophesied that this was going to happen, right? And I am angry, right? The cord is getting all tied up. I'm trying to run it through, and for whatever reason, like, the way I had to run it outside, it's all muddy and dirty, and because it's been snowing and raining, the dog, you know what, was all over the place, and I'm going, and I am just angry. I'm getting madder and madder, because Jairus had a basketball game on Tuesday night, and I really wanted to go. Our whole family wanted to go. And I'm like, there's no, I can't just leave generators running without being here, and now I'm just sort of angry. I'm, like, kicking my feet around. I'm, like, throwing cords over here. I'm slamming stuff. Everyone in the whole house, as my kids can attest, feels the stress level. Multiple children are now crying. I know. Come on, pastor. I know. I know. I didn't say anything bad to them, nothing, but they sensed dad's flesh was in control, and he was very upset about this whole situation. And I'm done, like, and I know it. And how many times, like, you know it, but you can't stop it? Mmm, it's like, I need to fast more. <laughs> Lord, help me. And I know, and I, and I apologize at some point. All right, guys, I know Dad is totally wigging out here about cords and wires and refrigerators. But, okay, I see that. So I get it all hooked up. Boom, and we start the thing. And I'm still upset that I'm missing this basketball game. And then, 10 minutes after I start it, the power comes back on. I'm like, hey, I said that, didn't I? Look at that, that's going to happen. And so the Lord was just like, even though I had a rotten attitude, and here's what ended up happening. Our whole family went to Jairus' basketball game, 
and we went late. And do you want to know something? It was their first win ever. <laughs> no, no, I mean ever. This is the second year of this basketball team, and they were 0-18. And, and I tell you what, if I would have missed that game, oh, for those that know me and the sports fan that I am, if I would have missed Jairus' first basket, LCA, the school that, you know, that's at our church here, Leadership Christian, if I would have missed that, I would have been so, and the Lord knew that. The Lord knew that. And so, yes, he started it because I spoke it, but he started it because he loves me. Because God cares about me. And he wanted me to see that basketball game. And he didn't want me to miss it. Because he knew before the beginning of time they were going to win that game. And that 865 Dutch Road needed the power to go back on no later than 4 o'clock so that I can get our family to that basketball game. Is that a great testimony? Isn't God good? He loves me. Even when I'm being snotty. Even when I'm being... He still loves me, amen? And he loves you guys too. And it's not based on your performance. I think that's what I want you to know today. Boy, this is like a whole message. What's happening? You're supposed to do offering? Yeah, well, I don't know. It's not based on your performance. I think somebody needs to hear that today. Because, you know, if it would have been based on my performance, the power wouldn't have went back on. Right? If you think about it, if it's just like, well, you know, let's weigh the scales. How well did you do in this situation? And if you do great and you do all the right things and you answer all the right questions and you're kind and caring to your children as you're putting, you know, power cords all through the house, you know, and you're just so sweet and a loving dad, as soon as you're perfect, God will help you. Mm, where's that in the Bible? It's not true. I'm a living example to that. And on Tuesday... Even in my imperfection, even in my sin, even though I've got children crying because of my attitude and how I'm acting, God still blessed me. And he wants you to know that he loves you even when you make a mistake. Amen? Okay. Whew, where did that all come from? I don't know. Okay, my offering scripture, Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Boy, how many, how many of us do that a lot? Yes, we do. And in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your paths. Just what Brother Paul was even saying. You may have even quoted a scripture, a part of this scripture, uh, as, he was, as he was given that word. Is We have to trust in the Lord. And it's his faithfulness, his goodness, his provision, his Holy Spirit that will direct our paths. And we have to lean on him and not ourselves. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for... Father, we just thank you for this service so far and you moving and working in it, Lord. I just thank you for every life here, every person, every family represented here, Lord. I pray a blessing over them in 2024. Father, I just pray just your anointing and favor to be on their families, even in the midst of shaking, Father God, even in the midst of challenges, even in the midst of all of it, Lord, that they would rest in you, in your goodness and faithfulness. So, Lord, bless every giver today, Father God, these tithes and offerings that we would be wise stewards of the finances and resources that you have given us. And bless this message today in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Okay, uh, we are in the middle of a series uh, called The Sermon on the Mount, The Way of Jesus. And we have been walking through passage by passage, scripture by scripture, 
uh, through uh, Matthew. It's the very end of 4, but then Matthew 5, and we're in the midst of Matthew 6. And as the Lord would have it, he's got us talking. The passage that we were looking at was the Lord's Prayer, and we looked at that a couple weeks ago. And of course, look, we are not great sermon series planners at ECF. We do what the Lord tells us to go do. And he was the one that told us to do the Sermon on the Mount. And however it was, I didn't do the math, but we got to prayer right at the beginning of the year, right as we're doing a corporate prayer and fasting. I was like, oh, Lord, thank you for being such a better planner than me. Uh, And so we got into this, and I really felt the Lord say to stay on prayer. And Pastor Andy sort of, you know, he got that confirmation as well. Stay on prayer for a couple weeks, especially while we're doing this. So I'm not going to read out of Matthew, but I am going to read... Two portions of scripture out of Acts. So if you want to go to Acts chapter 4, I'm going to read two passages out of, of scripture out of Acts, Acts 4 and then Acts 16, I believe it is. And last week we looked at sort of this, the progression of prayer. And we're going to look at that in a little bit different light again this morning. And the progression of prayer from last, you can go back and listen to last week's message. But basically, we, we looked in the scripture and says that when we pray, God immediately sends the supernatural help. It's already working in the spiritual realm. And, and we've seen that in our own lives, that God begins to move and work, even if we don't see what we're praying for happen that immediate time when we pray. It's, the Bible shows us that God is already moving supernaturally in our lives and working in those circumstances and situations. And then we said we saw that the Lord had uh, woken Peter up in prison. So there was, an, there was some, somebody had to be awakened. There had to be someone woken up, and God does that when we pray. Sometimes when we pray, God wakes somebody else up to move on our behalf. God moves through us. He moves through his people, and he does supernatural things. But many a times, when you need something, a financial blessing, the money doesn't grow on the tree. Could he grow money on tree? Probably sure. Yes, I'm certain he can, if he wanted to. But he does, he works through people. So when we pray for something, he wakes somebody up and, and he just puts somebody on their, on their heart and says, hey, why don't you go give that, some, that person a gift card? And then that person is obedient and does it. So when we pray, God is already moving and working and he wakes somebody up to help answer that prayer. And then once those two things begin to happen, God does this work in the natural well, I want to talk about when we pray today, when we pray that God shakes things up. You're like, yeah. No. Because he shakes us up. And his, this is what's a very interesting, there's two passages of scripture that I want to, want to read through and I want to look at those and show what the Lord is doing when people are praying. God shakes things And many a times I have found in my own life, when I pray about something, when I pray for something, guess who gets shook? Me. It's because he wants to align me. He wants to align my heart. His goal for us is wholeness. So many a times when we pray, God does a work on the inside of us first before the answered prayer begins to happen. Because he doesn't want to answer that prayer and leave you right where you were. Many times we're praying for some, but the Lord will not answer it right away because he wants us to grow. He wants us to grow. And there's a shaking that he does, and we're going to look at that here in the scripture. Acts 4, verse 23. I'm going to read all the way down through 31, and then I'm going to read the second passage, and we'll talk about it. And being let go, they went to their own command. Now, this is the early church. They're gathered together. They're with one another. 
They're fellowshipping with one another. They're together. They're in the synagogues. They're in the houses together. Their own companions are reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord. They began to pray corporately. They began to pray as a group. They raised their voice to God in prayer in one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Who by the mouth of your servant David have said, and then they quote a passage from David, says, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stands and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Verse 27, for truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. God's got a plan, church. The takeaway here is God's got a plan. Even when it doesn't look like something's happening the way we think it needs to happen, God is working a plan in your life. Verse 29, now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Now the, the church, the people that are praying are asking for something. They're saying, Lord, grant us boldness to speak your word. By stretching out your hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. The place was shaken. As they were praying, as they were asking the Lord, they were reaching out, and the Lord began to literally shake the foundations of the place they were in, But he didn't just do a shaking. Look what he's done next. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then the answer to their prayer, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Look at the progression there. They were praying. They were asking the Lord. What were they asking for? Boldness. Before the boldness happened, what happened? There was a shaking. There was a foundation that was moving. There was things that were uncertain. And they were saying, I just, I, my trust is in God. Even though I'm feeling shaken, I'm feeling uncertain. And what did God do? Come and he filled them with his spirit. And how many a times, sometimes we have to get rid of things in order for us to be filled. And that shaken here, I believe, is almost metaphorically for us that when he begins to shake, things begin to fall off of us. And things begin to, that are not firmly rooted begin to fall off of us, and then he can come and do the filling in our life through his Holy Spirit. And it was after those things happened, then the prayer was answered. They didn't pray, and then boldness came. They prayed, they were shook, they were filled, and then the boldness happened. So it's interesting how God works in our lives. He's always looking to do a work in us. How many of you prayed for somebody else? And then God does a work in you. Dear Lord, reveal to that person what they are doing, the pain that it's causing me, the offense that I'm taking. Right? I mean, we're all human. Like, we begin to pray like we're praying for somebody else. And the Lord is just like, okay, I hear your prayer, because he hears all of our prayers. He's like, I want to do a little work on the inside of you first. 
Why are you getting offended at that person? What is it about that person that's making you feel that way? And, there, and he always wants us to look internally. Like we could spend all day looking excellent. I don't know about you. I don't know. I'll be praying for you. Woo, I'll be praying for you. And the Lord's always just like, yeah, okay, that's great. But how about when, when you pray and these scriptures are showing it, he's doing a work on the inside of us first. You want boldness? They had to be shook and then filled, and then the boldness came. So we want boldness to share, share, the, share the gospel, but we're not willing to hear what the Lord is telling us to do differently in our own lives. We want boldness and we want power. We want to see miracles, signs, and wonders, because that's what they were asking for, but first they had to be shook. First we have to be shook. And the Lord will reveal to us during the shaking what is not firmly planted on him and on him alone. You know, you drive by, you see, and you'll do this now for the rest of this week and next week as they clean up all these trees. Every time you see a tree fall, let it be a reminder to you of this message that, Lord, is there anything in me that's not rooted and grounded in you right now? And remove that from my life. Do I have idols in my life that I've set before you? Is there something in my life that I'm setting my trust and hope in that needs to come down like that tree? Lord, reveal that to me. Acts 16, 25. This is further along in Acts, and if you notice, you know, they prayed for boldness and signs and wonders, and how many have read the book of Acts? Uh, yeah, it's filled with signs, wonders, and miracles. So that prayer got answered over and over and over and over and over again. But first he shook them. Then he filled them. Then the answered prayer. Acts 16, 25. Very similar story in the sense of how God is working here. But at midnight, Paul and Silas, okay, they are in prison, first of all. Let's set, the, set where they are at. They're not at midnight at a prayer conference, okay? They're not at New Beginnings at 7 p.m. on Friday, okay? Now, if you all go there, it'll be, this is wonderful, this is great, praise the Lord, this is good. No, they were in prison. And can I tell you what prison was like then? We have children here, so I probably will not explain it in graphic detail. Prison was not like the local prison down the street. Prison was a terrible, horrible place to be. It was ruthless, it was brutal, it was disgusting, it was all the things you could imagine. You don't need to go look it up, just think, not good. But here Paul and Silas are there, they're in prison, and they are praying and singing hymns to God. I don't know what situation you're in or where you're at in life. You're certainly not in the prison that Paul and Silas were in because you're here and I see you. And those who are watching online wouldn't be watching either if they were in this situation. But they had the boldness and, and the faith in God to pray and sing hymns to him even in the midst of the most horrible situation you could imagine. And the prisoners were listening to them, it says. And then in verse 26, suddenly there was a great earthquake. And I want to tell you something. This suddenly here, it didn't happen the moment they started singing praises. It happened while they were singing praises. It happened while they were praying. God answers us when he's asking us to, be, to start the process. He's asking us to say, okay, present that request to me. Worship me, trust in me, I am good, I am faithful. And when we begin to pray like that, when we pray in faith, and we're going to probably talk about that next week, 
What does it mean to pray in faith and truly believe that God will move and work in our lives? They are singing hymns, then suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Verse 27, then the keeper of the prison awakened from sleep, seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword, he was going to take his life. But Paul called out in a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. And he called out for a light, he ran in, he fell down, this is the, the guard trembling before Paul and Silas, and he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And when they spoke the word of the Lord to him, to all who were in his house. What did they pray for back in Acts chapter 4? That there would be a boldness to share God's word with a moving of miracles. And then here in Acts 16, they are praying and they are worshiping, and a shaking happens... And the very same thing the church was praying for in Acts chapter 4 begins to manifest right there in Acts chapter 16. Again, you can see it all through Acts. I'm just picking these ones out because they have to do with shaking. God ends up doing, they're praying and they're worshiping and then God does a shaking. And then what does he do? Then the miracles start to happen. But first the shaking happens. Then the doors are opened. Then the chains come off. How many of you in your life right now need some doors that need to be opened? Maybe financially, maybe for a job, maybe for resources, maybe for this, for that. When you begin to pray and believe in faith and say, Lord, you do the work, you do the shaking, change in me what you need to go change. He then goes and does the other work. How many of you have chains that need to come off today? Things that you've been held to, bondage to. God can do that work and he does it first through the shaking. See, the doors are opened and the chains fell off because of the shaking. And only God can do that shaking. When we pray, church, God shakes things up. The first thing we can see, and I'll just walk through kind of the progression of what we saw here, is that we saw people were praying. They were praying for boldness. They were praying for healing. They were praying for signs and wonders. They were praying to get out of prison. They were praying. And then after they're praying, we see what? God does a shaking. He was shaking the foundations. He was waking people up. He was getting something off that needed to be off. How many of you have dogs here? Okay. I got two dogs. I say that. Okay. I love our dogs, mostly, sometimes. Seldomly. Periodically. Okay. <laughs> So our dogs, and it's, I was talking, and I was writing down this message, and I, they came in from outside. Of course, it's snowing outside. And what does a dog do when they come in? When there's something on them that they want off of them, right? They, they shake, right? They, they start going like this, and there's snow going everywhere and dirt going everywhere. <clears throat> but they're designed to get the stuff off of them that they don't want on them anymore. And you know, God wants the same thing for us. Now, I'm not calling you dogs. I'm not calling you a wet dog. Okay, hear me out. Follow, track with me here for a second. 
God wants us to remove the things that need to be removed in our life. And he does that through shaking us, through challenging us. And sometimes there's circumstances and situations in our life that he didn't author, but he will use. Sometimes there's tragedy in our life that is completely from the enemy. But the Bible says he will use all things together for good. And many times he will use those situations as a shaking, not that he did them, but that he will then use them. And out of them, he will reveal to you what he is going to go do. These foundations, you saw in, this, in the past scriptures that we read, God does his shaking. Those foundations were moved. Literally, the jail moved enough that the doors opened and the chains fell off. That's a pretty big shaking. I don't know about you, but I've, you know, we've been in some minor earthquakes here in Erie, Pennsylvania. You're just like, oh, what was that? You, you know, check on Twitter, go on the news, say, oh, there was a minor earthquake that happened. But this was one that shook the doors open. So God wants to do a shaking in our life. It's, a, it's, a, it's like the dog. I mean, it's a major shaking. He wants us to really, he wants to reveal to us the things that we need in this new year as we're praying and as we're fasting. He wants to reveal to us the things that are on us that we've been that we've either put on or lies that we believed or all these things, you know, this fear and anxiety. He wants to shake that all off. He wants to reveal it to us. And he wants our firm foundation to be in him and him alone. Sid, if you want to come back up. I believe he's challenging us this morning. And I'd like us just to take a moment now, even as we're about to close here in a few minutes. What is God speaking to you right now? I know we sort of did that a little bit during worship, but during that last song. But why don't we just take a moment, even right now, just with our eyes closed, and then I'll finish the message here in just a minute, to say, Lord, what is it in my life that needs to be removed? What is it in my life that needs shaken off? Maybe it's a lie that you're not good enough. Maybe it's a lie that you need to be perfect for God to love you or to move in your life. My personal testimony from this week clearly shows that's not the case. Maybe you've been walking around with this fear and anxiety of the future, of 2024 and what it might bring. Lord's asking you to, to shake that off this morning. That that's the shaking that he wants to go do. And you can't do it on your own. We need God's help. Because we look in those passages of Scripture, is not only did he do the shaking, but then he filled. He filled them up. So in a moment, we're going to pray. We're going to ask the Lord to do what he can do. And he's already revealed to us some of the things we've been putting our trust and our hope in. Maybe it's our bank account, maybe it's our job, whatever, relationship. Whatever is not of him, we cannot put our trust in. And not only will he, I believe, begin the process of shaking those things off, revealing those things to us, but I believe this morning he wants to do a filling of us as well. A fresh wind, a fresh spirit, a fresh fire, a fresh filling in our life 
just like he did to that early church. But after those things happen, then God answers the prayers, the specifics. Just ask the Lord this morning, reveal that to me, Lord. Take a moment. For me, it's has been, and the Lord continues to shake this up in me, is, is this performance, this ability to get things done, achievement, and yet He may have created me that way, but He doesn't love me because I perform well. He doesn't love me because I can get a to-do list done. He loves me because he created me. And I believe that God does want to do a shaking of us, even this morning. But he never leaves us that way. He'll also fill us with his spirit and anoint us today. Everyone's head bowed and eyes closed today. I just want to pray for you. Dear Lord, Lord, shake us up today. Shake us up, Lord. Lord, reveal to us the things in which we have placed as our firm foundation ahead of you. Lord, reveal to us this morning things that we have been believing that do not align with your word. Lord, we cast down every lie of the enemy. We cast on every weapon formed against us in the name of Jesus. Lord, this isn't a prayer that we say lightly. Lord, it's a, it's a bold prayer and it's a scary prayer. Lord, but we do ask you, Lord, to shake us. Shake the foundation so we can see and know what we are standing on. And Lord, reveal to us those things because we don't want to go another day without our firm foundation being you and you alone. And Lord, we don't know what's going to transpire in 2024. We don't know the ups, the downs, the elections, the wars, the f everything that's coming in 2024, Lord. We want, to, we want to, this year, to go through the year with our hope secure in you. With our foundation in you. So Lord, just shake us today. Lord, and we take all those things that you've brought to our minds and we give them to you. We shake them off. We say, I don't want them anymore. Can't live with them anymore. 
we shake them off. And so, Lord, even now, we ask for a fresh filling of your Spirit. We read, in the, we read that package, the passage, the shaking happened, then the filling. And so, Lord, you've been shaking some of us. You have been shaking. You're beginning to shake some of us even this morning. And, Lord, now we're asking for your filling. The filling of your Holy Spirit. A fresh anointing for 2024. A fresh wind, a fresh fire blowing through our lives, through our church, through our families, through our schools. Lord, I ask that you would fill us up today. Fill us up, Lord. Fill us up. And Lord, we ask, just like the early church asked, for that boldness to share what you've done for us. A boldness to share the gospel with the signs, miracles, healings, and wonders that follow. So Lord, may 2024, as you shake and remove things from our life, as you fill us with your spirit, that we will then see answered prayer after answered prayer of you doing work in our lives that we don't have to strive for, but that you will lead us and guide us and direct us, Lord. And Lord, I pray specifically for doors to be open and chains to be broken. That as you, as we, as we, as you fill us up, Lord, and as we begin to see you more clearly that you begin to open doors that need opened and break chains that need broke, Lord. We thank you for it. In your precious name we pray. Amen? Amen. God is so good. He is so faithful. It's what his message has been all through uh, this morning. Guys, as we close, we have some prayer leaders that will come up, that will be up here uh, as we close. They can pray for you. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you'd be like, man, and pastor, I've been to the church, I've been here before, I just have never accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I feel that in my heart today, come up, they will pray for you. Maybe you've been, you've been, you know, received Jesus a long time ago, and God has just been calling you back. He's been doing that shaking on you. And you just want to share that with someone, have them pray for you, they'll be up here, and they can pray for you. Let me close this morning with this benediction out of 2 Peter 1. Just receive this today. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and our Jesus our Lord as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue. Lord, we thank you that your divine power has given us all things. Lord, that, that we would leave here today not just shaken, but filled. Filled with your spirit and with a boldness. And Lord, you do the answered prayers. You do the miracles. 
You do the signs and you do the wonders. We give you all the honor and praise in your precious name we pray. Amen? Amen. You guys are dismissed. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday night at prayer or Friday or both. Uh, at the worship.